2: It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at wfpk.org, from Louisville Public Media.
0: Yeah, yeah!
2: Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here and checking out the series. You know what to do like what you see, what you hear, hit that subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week. That's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. A great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones as well. Of course, you can subscribe at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with, and that's me, I'm Kyle Meredith, today talking with Mod Sun. We're going to get into his latest single, Rich Kids Ruin Everything, uh, a song he says about championing originality and the copycats on TikTok, and the uh, upcoming album that it's setting up. So the uh, the pop punk star is going to be discussing uh, well what it means to have the genre back at a peak, uh, his decision to put a, uh, a heavy concentration on music videos, and the upcoming movie he's done with Machine Gun Kelly called Good Morning. We're also going to talk about him being a big fan of uh, Wes Anderson and Bob Dylan, uh, releasing a documentary recently based on his life and what it was like to fall in love with Avril Lavigne while making her latest record, Love Sucks. So let's do it. It's Kyle Meredith with Mod Sun.
0: Hello, I am more excited than you.
2: (laughs) Are you? I don't know if that's true because I'm the one who gets to experience the music that you're making. I I think I'm more excited.
0: Don't you test me.
2: (laughs) It's gonna be a duel to the end here uh seriously man congratulations you got the brand new single out rich kids ruin everything and you, i think i what i've seen that there's an interesting phrase that goes along with this that this kicks off a new era what exactly yeah. does that mean
0: this would be like the transition into what i'm about to drop which is a new album you know and getting the campaign rolling and kind of um. Uh, the next statement that I'm going to make, you know, my last album was called Internet Killed the Rockstar, which I felt like uh, it was it was very loosely. I won't say concept album like The Wall or something like that, you know, but it was definitely like conceptually made from the statement of the album. Um, so this next era is beginning now and I'll be dropping music up until the album drops.
2: Are, are you are you going for another concept? Is that what you're kind of saying?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I, I kind of, I'm kind of an artist who, maybe to my dismay, can kind of only write, I, own, I choose to only write about what's currently happening in my life, trying to find the story and the arc of that kind of journey that I'm going on currently. So, um, yeah, there's definitely, like, I have an album title I, I, I'm, that I'm pretty sold on and uh, been kind of basing every song around that whole, it's kind of like writing a book, you know, and kind of making every every song be able to live together instead of like stand alone.
2: Well, it sounds like you can't give too much away on that part yet, but but as we have the first song here, Rich Kids Ruin And Everything, why is this the song that uh, gets to uh, introduce us to this new story?
0: Well, I really wanted to make a statement song, you know, it's kind of rare that I do that. And I felt like for this era, I kind of wanted to, make something that was a look into culture right now and make a statement, which was just like, I mean, at the at the core of it, honestly, kind of what the song was about was um, just kind of like wanting to champion originality over trends and following, you know? At this point right now, I mean, if you just like take a look at TikTok in general, it is kind of people seeing what's a trend and doing the exact same thing in hopes of that catching on for them and making them famous. It's kind of this wheel that's being pushed right now to the general public that's like, in my eyes, it's kind of saying copy each other, right? Um, I like to tell people that it's great to push originality. I mean, if we keep going along this route, maybe like the original ideas will become, like a lost art, you know? Um, so I just thought it was really important to say something on that. And it's a quite polarizing song. I mean, it's basically like a love it or hate it song. And I think, that, I think that songs like that take guts. And I think that's how I wanted to start this new cycle, was to have something that had to make me be a little fearless.
2: I mean, given it a good challenge out there, uh, you know, and, and, and pushing those boundaries. And I, I think that is an important thing. And it's interesting that what you're talking about with art, because I've gone through the same thoughts, you know, and I, and I think we do, it's this um, cyclical is not the word that I'm looking for, but, but you have these moments where you have an explosion of, of creativity, you know, where, where you get new sounds and eventually the copies come from that and they come from that. And then you have a moment where it's, there's nothing. It's a, it's a wasteland out there. And, and you kind of hope that new wave comes along what is interesting about what you're saying uh, and and completely agreeing with you on all of that but you do this album comes at a time when the type of music that you do is coming at another peak in itself well like you're not yeah. a part of like you're, you're not chasing the trend you just have to be putting this out when the trend is happening again
0: yeah very true which is which is super fortunate i mean like I think it's a blessing because I definitely enjoy guitar being the instrument of the decade again. Um, I definitely missed as a drummer, like I grew up playing drums and bands. I missed hearing real drums. Like, you know, these are all things that like, I definitely missed hearing. Um, And so I think it's like definitely a beautiful thing that's happening right now. Um, And yeah, I mean, here's how to put it, man. It's like, a rising tide raises all ships, right? So what's good for the genre as a whole, or what's good for rock music, alt music, pop punk music, all of that, what's good for that as a whole is definitely good for me. And um, i super happy that it's happening right now. And I definitely feel fortunate. Like in my eyes, I was fortunate to be doing it right before the big boom of everything, you know? So I don't look at it and feel like, I mean, I can tell you definitely from my experience, I didn't look and see it happening and be like, oh, I got to switch. I got to start doing this. Um, it kind of just worked in my favor,
2: you know? And it should be said, I mean, you you take this further. Uh, there's another quote that I'll pull out that you said, creating a complete landscape of an album, because it's more for you than just the songs on the album. It sounds like, I mean, you're doing, uh, well, let me ask you, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. What exactly do you mean by that when you're creating a complete landscape
0: definitely the visual landscape is like super important to me and, I, and just starting at like the tip of that iceberg would be like music videos which as a business um there is no like roi in music videos you know what i'm saying especially if, if you're trying to make music videos that are compelling and visually stimulating to watch there really is no like you know, what ROI, return of investment, like you really don't get anything from it except views, which it can be great for the song, but it's not like a business, it's not like a technically a smart business move, but I don't care. I really, really like, when I make a song, um, I think all, I got, I, I would say for me, almost every song that I make, I close my eyes and I see a movie happening, you know, and, um, I really try my best to pull those visions out of my head and I've directed or or co-directed at the very least like every music video that I've ever done pretty much. Um, And I think that's important to the art. Like I I just really think that it's important to bring a full picture to what you're doing. And at the very least, I think it's really important for artists to try to pull out what they see inside their head. I mean, a song is something that's intangible. Like you, you can't hold it. But you have this whole giant world living in your head when you make this song, and so I think it's really a special journey to go on to try to create that landscape and so visually, just like with a music video, you know, with the last album, um I made every music video, you could watch them in order uh and it'll tell a bigger story, you know rather than standing alone. so if you go back and watch. The videos from my last album you can start with the first one that i dropped it goes into the second third and fourth then it tells this bigger story um i think that's just like cool honestly i think that's cool i think that's fun for someone to be i, I think it helps build a community which is my number one focus as, as of right now at least i think i was kind of subliminally doing that with my last album was like being really focused on building a community and it just kind of worked out that way like for this album I'm really really focused on doing that um so that that's where it starts is the visual landscape besides that it's like creating an identity for the era you know and and like I like to curate things you know like for social media some people it's just post every single thing that they do all day Um, for someone like myself I like to curate it and kind of have a journey being told on that i'm a story person man really is what i am i really like to have everything kind of connect into a bigger picture
2: so you want to be a rock and roll star no well how about a podcast star well as it turns out there's a new all-in-one platform just for you it's called anchor and it's the easiest way to make a podcast and check this out it's free Download the free Anchor app right now, or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. That community that you're talking about, too, I mean, with these music videos, you, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, Avril, like, that seems like the stake that, you, that, that you've that you all made uh, as a group. Like, there is going to be this visual component, and we're all very excited about it. And you're, it seems like, you know, you're building this world. Beyond just your art, you know, with everybody's art in the middle of it, too, because I I should point out, like you've got an upcoming movie that you've co-wrote, co-directed called Good Morning, uh, which when when,
0: is that later this year? Sooner than you think. Uh, uh, Yeah, Dates are so tricky nowadays because you really never know um, what's going to happen between now and then. Um, But it's much sooner than you think. There will be news about it and there will be... uh, um uh, a true movie coming out that um was one of the most gratifying humbling and the hardest things that I've ever been a part of
2: I imagine so I mean we're talking about feature length here so you go from a music video which you know a few days worth of shooting at most I'm guessing you know for for three to four minutes and now we're looking at an hour and a half or two hours like So how different was it for you? Let's start with the writing to, to, you know, to, to get into that type of exercise.
0: Well, I would say the, the, okay. So just to, to go into why I think I was able to be able to even do something like this is I've written, I've got six books out. So I, I understand my first book is called Did I Ever Wake Up? Um, which has 12 chapters and is a creative writing slash kind of motivational new philosophy kind of book. Um, I understood and kind of broke down how I would do that chapter by chapter. understood how to write a book. Uh, I think that obviously books and movies live, I would say in in mostly the same world in a lot of ways. Um, And to do that was kind of um, compartmentalize it. You break these things down into, smaller pieces you know you have this larger idea definitely definitely you want to be able to make a movie and you want it to be able to be understood in a paragraph if you can turn it into a sentence and have it understood about what the movie's about you are golden you can do it in a paragraph great wonderful um but it all starts with that and then it's building it out i think the most interesting i'll just go to the most interesting part of making a movie um, I worked with this gentleman named David Ayer on it. Um, He was part of the company that that helped us do this movie. I learned a lot from him. One of the things that I learned from him is creating all this information that will never be known to to the viewer. So like when you create these characters within a movie to get the actor to understand that character, you create this entire backstory to tell the actor so they can fall into the character and these this backstory they were you were born here your parents were divorced you had three friends in high school your favorite color was red you wore your favorite band was the smiths like this this stuff will never be said in the movie but you tell it to the actor so they can understand the character and really give you that performance i thought that was like the coolest thing ever i mean like creating all this information that no one will ever know. Like I'm a geek about that. I think that was really cool. I never had heard of such thing or thought of such thing, you know. When you are writing a book, those are all those little details that you put in. But in a movie, it's it, you're supposed to be able to feel those components without actually saying it out loud. You know, it might just be the way you the, you you're you were obsessed with the way Liam Gallagher walked and you know, you have this like walk like that like it's crazy, man. So um that that's what I would say would be I guess I don't even I don't know what your original question was, but I wanted to share that piece. That was like the craziest part of making this movie and it, it was such a journey, man. It was um, like I said, like uh you know, making an album is is something that maybe because I've done it so many times it it's never seemed like a process where I wanted to like bang my head over the wall making a movie was like that I mean it, it like really felt like a real job you know in a great way like I think it's great to be reminded of like as an artist to be reminded like what a nine to five feels like you know
2: it's interesting uh I read an interview with uh late director John Hughes all the great 80s movies uh not too long ago and he would talk about that he, he would say I can tell you Everything about every character in those towns at any yeah. given points. I could tell you what they're doing right now. I could tell you that. And you think about how big of the world he made in you know in the in those several movies that kind of encompass that 80s world that he did. It is, it's kind of crazy when you think like it's you know, when you have to go through that that depth to get yes, to the character,
0: man. It it was wild and it was a lot of work and and um. It could seem meaningless at some time, at, at some point, but then you you say, you know, you might tell the actor a hundred things, and they might pick up on one or two things that change the entire chemistry of the character. And uh, it was really interesting. There was a few things that that um, that were created for these characters that I would tell someone, and they might not connect to all of them, but when they connected to like one thing that like explained the whole character to them and they understood that and it just like made them understand everything about it
2: you know i, I bring up john hughes and we talk about influences and in music a lot now that you've transitioned so much to video do you do you see yourself looking towards certain heroes
0: yeah um as far as what in the in the in, in the, the film
2: world? yeah in the film world yeah
0: yeah i mean like wes anderson would definitely be like one, just because like I'm a color palette person. So like, it's so interesting to like watch those movies and be like, oh my God, like I can see, I can see the art behind the color of everything and how that affects emotion, you know? It's so interesting because to to maybe someone who would never be watching it for that reason, they have no idea why the color is, or why they're feeling a certain way maybe when they're watching this the the scene. And it's like, if you understand color palette and like the emotion connected to color, you look at it and you're like, it's just so obvious. And it's it's crazy how, how deep you can take it. So like, I mean, yeah, Wes Anderson for sure. Like-
2: Obviously you've got good taste. Even the, uh, the shirt you're wearing right now, it's uh, speaking <laughs> of color palette. <laughs> There you go. There we go. I do like it. Uh, Let's see, because I feel like I can hit on so many things and I know we're on a short amount of time here. But uh, you were also part of uh, Avril's album that just came out. I had her on the series, too. We got to talk about Love Sucks. Do you find that, you know, working on her record and working on your record, that the two albums get to speak to each other? Because obviously you all were speaking to each other uh, during this time.
0: That's a great question. Expand on that. What, what, what do you mean exactly? Like when you
2: hear your record, when you hear her record, uh, whether it's direct lyrical um, moments or, or maybe it's just musical themes, what would you call it? Like a brother-sister type of uh, record scenario or a sequel series, you know, if you want to, or, or a bigger
0: story. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they were, it was kind of made as a, a back-to-back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had finished my album, and then we started working on Avros. Um, And I think it was more of just like a continuation of this creative state that I was in. Um, my well was very full, you know, throughout that whole process of my album going into hers. It was like, I felt like I just, it was great, because a lot of times you'll finish your own album. And you, your well might be empty or you might be like, I'm not done. And you work on this thing for years and years. Um, fortunate enough for me, I was able to put a bookend on mine and go right into working with her on hers. And it was just like I got to get like every, everything out to the point now, like working on this record, it's been like a different process for me in the form of like um, it's been very spotty, like here and there. It hasn't been like, let me go into the studio for two weeks, get all these songs out of me. And that's the album this new album has been made um you know after we finished Avril's album I've still my well was full and I just like started spitting out songs here and there and um it's been like over the last year like a a, a here and there kind of album which is a different process for me and kind of been pretty cool and equally challenging like I like a challenge honestly I like a good challenge like I I can be on autopilot and just since I kind of, I come from the world of rap, like I don't really write, I don't really write my lyrics down. I just go in front of the mic, try to get channeled by something, let everything out. And if it sounds ridiculous, then I'm close to making art, you know? Um, And, uh, you know, with this album, it's been a new challenge because it's been like, I didn't lock in and just be like, all right, I made 12 songs. These are the 12 songs that are going out. It's been like, made like 30 songs for this album and they've kind of been here and there and now it's like pulling them together and being like how is how is this interact with each other
2: i i will ask um you know about making her record because she and i talked about this is it different when you're actually becoming involved with someone in that moment because you guys got a great story i guess is what i'm getting at you know and, and knowing that this record is being made around that i think kind of captured a lot of people's imaginations
0: yeah that was great i mean you know what like the great part about it was is like falling in love with someone while doing what you love to do is a pretty special thing usually it kind of happens in reverse where it's like you fall in love with someone and i don't know you go out to dinner you're in like a normal world setting when you're like in the setting of like imagine like you know falling in love with someone in uh in a cubicle next to you, the person next to you working in a cubicle and and you fall in love with that person that that you are sitting next to for years. Um, It's obviously a different dynamic. You know, you see all these different parts of someone before it happens. And it's like making songs with someone um, is a very vulnerable state to be in. And it's kind of like she told me everything about her past And that like cleared everything out for us to have a clear runway um, in making these songs and in falling in love. Song wise, I think we both have a love for the craft where it was like, it wasn't like, oh, we fell in love. So now we have to write love songs because we're in love. It was like, we can write whatever we want because we understand the craft of art and we're making an album called Love Sucks. Like just because it's changing um, while we're making the album doesn't mean that all of a sudden we had to take a left turn. It was like, you know, we had a vision for it. Um, I should say she had a vision for it. Um, and so uh, I think what it affected the songs is that you, that you can hear a joy in making them, whether it's like a breakup sounding song or not. There's like this overwhelming uh, sound of joy, like buried in, in there somewhere.
2: So that's the backstory of the character that's not in the album that we're there talking about that's there you go there you that's go. exactly what that, well, that is, is uh you got the recent documentary that came out remember me like this we talk about vulnerable uh what was it like telling your story and, and why was this the time
0: i think okay so so what was it like to tell my story um watching it back is different than being asked questions you know what i'm saying like i'm a very open book so like when someone's asking me a question um, my good friend, Rod the Planter, had been working on this documentary for about five years. Um, and a documentary, as we all know, could go on for three years or 35 years. You know what I'm saying? These things, you never know when they're done. Um, being asked questions about my life, super easy, because I have no filter. And I'll just say it, say it, say it how it is. Um, watching it back is like, especially watching it with like my mom and my sister, was just like, sitting there like oh god like really like cut down to the bone on this thing um so it was a little it was a little again like I think I think my I think my antithesis of this whole time right now for me is fearlessness um and so I knew that I had to be fearless and tell this story because um I think it's I think I find joy in being an artist's artist, where it's like, I find that a lot of artists are able to connect with what I do. And um, I think that's a joy because I I know what the life of being an artist is like, and it can become very insecure. It can become very competitive. It can become very uh, competitive with yourself, competing with yourself, trying to outdo yourself all the time, every single day. So I wanted to give solace to other artists out there, as well as kind of what we talked about at the beginning, which was um, we're seeing this resurgence in this genre that we're in right now, whether it be pop punk, all just guitar and drums, period. Um, There's a lot of newcomers coming into it. Love them to death. I just wanted to show where I came from. I thought it was very important going into this era to be like, it, it, it's slightly self-righteous and that's okay. I think it's okay to do that. I mean, dropping a documentary about yourself is self-righteous, correct? Like, I think it's important to tell the stories that made you who you are. I think it builds up that sense of community. I want diehard supporters. That's what I want. That's what I was when, That's what. that's what my, that's how I partake in music. I like to make music how I digest it, which is like, I am a super fan. I get invested into someone through watching and knowing their story and watching interviews. I mean, like, I think I fell in love with Bob Dylan because of No Direction Home, his movie, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, and because of his book, um, the Chronicles, which I have seen right here, like like, those are reasons why I fell in love with Bob Dylan. And then he introduced me to people like Jack Kerouac and, um, and stuff like that. And then, you, you go down that rabbit hole of, of finding out what made an artist them. And so, you know, I do that in mine about talking about drive through records. Like if we're going to talk about like pop punk revival and not bring up drive through records, like someone has to do that. Like how many times can we hear Blink-182, Good Charlotte, and Song 41? Like it goes much deeper than that. And I wanted to be able to offer that. Um, so that that's why I felt it was important. And, um, And then, like, at the end of the day, like I said, just showing where I came from, that I I grew up playing pop punk music as a drummer in bands, covering songs by the starting line, you know?
2: By the way, also, my edition of Chronicles from Bob Dylan is right next to me with 13 Jack Kerouac books right next to it, so funny oh, that you we're put on that the together same
0: page. bro that's amazing man hold on hold on just, look it hold on I'll, I'll show you i'm not joking here's here's this yeah right up, completely beat up But check out this one you'll probably get a kick out of this look at Ginsburg. but look at this is one of my pride and joys signed oh
2: no that's good right there
0: so cool so cool I yeah love it. No, that's we're good. on the same page we could we can talk for hours but i know that.
2: that's a different conversation now i will say very quickly Uh Alan Ginsberg's reading of America, his poem America, soundtracked by Tom Waits Closing Time, is one of my favorite pieces of arts ever. So if you've
0: great, great taste, man. We we should do a whole other side conversation about stuff like that. The beat generation, man.
2: Let's do that one. Let's set that one up for next time. Yeah. Uh, as if you don't have enough else on your plate right now. Uh so much going on. (laughs) Dude, thank you so much for talking about it. Congrats on this new single. I cannot wait to hear uh the full album and everything that goes along with it um I, I'm, I'm interested you mentioned did you get johnny resnick on here because i think you said something on twitter and i'm like oh is that gonna happen because i want that to happen
0: we'll see we'll see i'm gonna keep you on here. i'm gonna keep you on at your, uh, at your seat but uh special things are ahead yeah
2: well dude thank you so much dude, for taking the time this has been awesome and a lot of fun
0: thanks so much man i appreciate it you're great at what you do i appreciate this conversation i needed this
2: and my thanks to Mod son the latest single is called Rich Kids Ruin everything the movie is called Good Morning, and everything else that he's up to, it's, it's all out there. Big thanks to Mod. Big thanks to you as well for uh, checking out the episode. Before you get out of here, please do hit that subscribe button. Again, it's a three brand new interviews every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions. Anywhere you get your podcast from, subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to wfpk.org where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, uh, mostly on Twitter, but also Facebook and Instagram, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. Do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. consequence podcast network
0: i think the kids nowadays can really connect with Bukowski.
2: it's easy to hear your favorite artist on wfpk from wherever you are listen on your smart speaker live stream from our website at wfpk.org
1: from louisville public media
2: hey there it's kyle meredith from kyle meredith with after you check out the latest episode of my show uh, be sure to check out some of our other great programs on the consequence podcast network including Standing BTS, a bi-weekly podcast covering all things BTS and ARMY, and The Opus, Consequence's original documentary podcast exploring legendary albums and their lasting legacies. So head to Consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others.
1: When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons